Well, hello. I think we're live. Live with when bad things happen to good people. I'm about to give my... Oh, you've got a caller. Who we got calling in here? Hello, Oren. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> good, how are you? <laughs> good. Were you were you not able to come into the room until I went live? Yep. Uh, okay. I wasn't sure how that would work. Well, I think like I'm just part of the general public at this point, right? I'm not a co-host. I don't think you get any special privileges as a co-host, anyway. Yeah, I was I was hoping what would happen is that like people would be able to come in if they were using the app and like join the chat, but the broadcast wouldn't be going out live. Uh, which is why I didn't actually start the, the live broadcast early. But I guess next time I will do that because it seems like um, nobody could get in um, until I went live. And now we're live. And nobody's here. But that's okay. <laughs> um, do you want to wait a couple minutes to see if people come in before we press on? Yeah. We'll do the typical... Uh, how you been? How you been? What's new with you? How, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Yeah, I went to get the beer and my card was declined. Oh no, that's not good. <laughs> so did you did you manage to find a way to get some beer or not? Yeah, I had like fifty bucks worth of tunies in the car. Oh, that's a good time. I'm sure so they appreciated that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know what? Sometimes they need tunies, right? They need change yeah, or that's whatever. True. That's true. We could all use a little change. It's better to have a, toonie, a bunch of toonies and not need them than to need them and not have them, right? Isn't that the general wisdom? I think so. Yeah. So are we only allowed to see who's listening on Podbean or would if somebody's listening on like if there's somebody's not really in the room chatting with us, but they're say on the website listening to the live stream, yeah, would we know that. That is an excellent question, and uh, I don't know. Let's um, let's do a little experiment to find out. Um, I'm going to try listening in a different window, just on the web, and see if that increases or changes the count for the number of people listening. Uh, uh, okay, it says live to total six. Oh, does it? So I think some people might be listening. I'm only seeing the. Um, oh, where did, where do you see those numbers? So I see on your little banner here at the top on the app. It says "Banned Things," the autobiography of Mal. Dot dot dot, and then live to total six. Okay, I only see. I've got on online two and total two, but I guess that's about who's listening here. All right. Well. It seems like we have people listening, which is exciting. That is exciting. People. Um, one of the great things, I think, about podcasts is that you're able to listen to them kind of whenever you want. 
Um, you know, you, you, you download it on your phone and it's sitting there on your phone and, and maybe you're going to do some dishes. So you think, Hey, this is a good time to, to listen to a podcast or you're going to drive to work. And you think, Hey, this is a good time to listen to a podcast or you're lying in bed unable to get up because you're overwhelmed with existential dread because it's 2020. <laughs> That's a pretty good time to listen to a podcast too. But what we're doing here uh, is, you know, we're asking for people to like come in and sit down with us on a, on a particular time, um, which is not the normal way to consume a podcast. So if there are people listening, uh, I want to thank you for taking the time out to come and hang with us today. Uh, it's super cool that you decided to do that and not um, do other things. Maybe you are lying in bed, uh, struggling with existential dread. And if that's the case, hopefully we can, we can help you get through that. Um, what kind of beer did you pick up today, Warren? I got uh, it's uh, from Hoyne Brewing. It's called Helios. Okay. It's a golden lager, and it's actually pretty good. Sounds nice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Hoyne is uh, on the island, Vancouver Island, mm-hmm. if I remember right. Um, I am having coffee with Forty Creek, um, the Nimo Bar. Irish cream, a little splash of that in there. So that's pretty tasty. That sounds like really sweet. Uh, I don't put too much in, so it doesn't get too, too sweet. But Now, do you have uh, to get the sugar-free stuff? or No. I mean, if there was, I would, but I don't think there's any such thing as sugar-free Irish cream. There gotcha. might be if I made it myself. Um, like, got, like bought whiskey and then bought some like Irish cream creamer and just like threw it in there. Yeah, well, I mean, like my my parents made or used to make or still make um, homemade Irish cream every Christmas, and I imagine oh, really? like when you do that, sugar is an ingredient. But if you were to um, swap sugar for stevia or something like that, um, you'd be able to make a fairly you know sugar free version of it. Oh, okay. But but no, I just have to make sure I don't drink too much of it. That's all. Um. All right, I think I think we're ready to start. Yeah, okay. Um, so, you're listening to When Bad Things Happen to Good People, a podcast about censorship and the arts. My name, because I haven't said it yet, is Todd Sullivan. He's Oren Barter. My name... <laughs> yeah. And today and, we're... Uh... Uh... We're uh, we're doing our wrap up of the autobiography of Malcolm X. Now let's have some uh, theme music. I guess before we start, um, we should note that the way we're doing this live broadcast is not at all like the way we would normally do a, a regular broadcast. So the audio may not be as as good. Um, obviously, it's going to be unedited. Um, there may be technical difficulties as we as we fumble through this. 
because this is sort of, we've tested the platform uh, of going live on Podbean, but we've never actually done a proper episode this way. Um, there is something that I, I hope I can I can play with a little bit during this episode, which is the audio effects board that I have, so that like if if someone says something really really bad, um, we can. Oh, ooh, oh no! Everyone just booed. Or or if I say something really smart, then you know the crowd can respond appropriately. And that's not something we have in a regular podcast, but it may sneak in a little bit during this because um, it's fun. Uh, before we get into the actual discussion, we do have some, I think, uh, exciting announcements about what's coming up because we, we've, we've already sort of planned out what our next book is going to be. Um, we've got, well, let's start with um, what our next episode uh, after this one is going to be because we're, we're not doing an, a new book right away. We're going to be covering a, a film. It's a Japanese film that was released in the year 2000, and it is called Battle Royale. That episode will be dropping on October 31st. It's actually going to be out a day earlier than normal. Normally, our episodes come out on Sunday. Um, Battle Royale is going to come out on Saturday just because it's Halloween and because it is kind of uh, like the movie is kind of a slasher, gory, messy um, kind of film. Do you want to tease anything? About, oh, actually, we should mention who our co-host on that was. Aorn, you want to you tell us who co-hosted that with us? Yeah, actually, an old friend of mine when I used to live in Kamloops, uh, great musician, great guy, Dave Colmine, and a good friend of yours, too, which yeah. happened like 10 years after I met him. So, you know, good people stick together, I guess. Yeah, I was I was saying to my parents the other day how weird it was that, like, you know, we had each gotten to know and, and befriend Dave Colmine individually without any sort of overlap between you and I, which was, yeah, kind of cool. Um, yeah, no, he's and, he's a great guy. He was a great co-host. Uh, I th I had a lot of fun in that episode. I was pretty I was pretty hammered. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun <laughs> discussion, and it was it was really neat having an extra voice in there and in a different point of view. So, uh, hopefully, we can have some more guests in the future. And also, uh, we brought him on in part because I've I've started a new podcast with him as well uh, called Mysteries and Madness. It's a it's sort of a, a narrative an improv narrative set in a 1940s noir detective story um, combined with cosmic horror, Lovecraftian Cthulhu stuff. Um, so our first story arc just finished. Our first three episode story arc is just finished. So if you would look up Mysteries and Madness, um, you can find that podcast out there. It's been a fun time. Um, yeah. And then following that, the next book we're going to cover is The Handmaid's Tale. Now, there's a few reasons that we decided to take on that one, but a big one is connected to the, uh, the Supreme Court nomination in the U.S. right now and, you know, the likely legitimate concern that with a, uh, a packed conservative court in the U.S., it's going to make things a little challenging for uh, women's reproductive rights. And the fact that this book from, I think, 1986 um, sort of tackled those issues, or some of those issues in this kind of dystopian future made it seem like not only a 
you know, an, an interesting choice, but also a, a, a topical one. Um, and it is a book that has fairly regularly banned or challenged. It was the 29th most challenged book for the last decade, between 2010 and 2019. So um, it's, it's still pissing people off. You said it was the most um, challenged or one of the most challenged? No, the 29th, the 29th most. Oh, 29th. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not, it's up there, but, um, but not number one. I don't remember what number one is. I can look it up. We want to know what number well, one and, is. Well, and there's a, there's a TV series about this, this book now too. Yes. Um, uh, and there is a, there's a, it's a three season TV series so far, as well as they made a movie uh, in the late eighties as well. And I have never, I've not seen the movie and I've not watched any of the TV series either. Um, have you read the book before? I've not this your read first the time before. Through? Okay. And so the part of the reason I was putting off watching the, the movie and watching the series is because I was hoping to eventually be able to read the book before watching those things. And I just always sort of put off reading the book. And now, now I have put myself into a corner where I have no choice. And uh, I'm about halfway through the first batch of pages that we're going to be covering in the episode. And uh, man, I'm enjoying it so far. It's really, 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 really well done. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too far into that book right now. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't want to talk about it at all. But it's, it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't wait to start talking about it. That's the thing. Right? And also, on top of the fact that it's it is fairly frequently challenged and it is topical and it does have a, a current TV series, it's Canadian. It's a Canadian book written by uh, author Margaret Atwood. Um, so we get to you know um, talk about a uh, a homegrown author, so she- Canadian author. So she's she's Canadian, but she wrote it in Germany, right? Uh, I believe or so. Start, yeah. Started it started it in Germany at least. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know these okay. writers; they're always like traveling around, getting into yeah. culture and experiencing things. And bleh. how dare they? How dare they? Um, they have a life. Oh man, I went to the <laughs> liquor store to buy beer, and I had like spaghetti sauce on my shirt. Oh no! Well, that would have been better. That's if you just had that's a whole. Like, just brought a whole plate of spaghetti with you. <laughs> eating your spaghetti behind your beer. Oh, I had like a big spaghetti stain on my shirt and I used my card and it was declined. Wow, that was embarrassing. <laughs> that's, that's a bad look all around. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, oh, starting with uh, that first episode of The Handmaid's Tale, we are going to try shifting to a weekly release format. Um, so it's actually going to come out one week well, eight days because um, Battle Royale will come out on a Saturday. So it'll come out eight days after Battle Royale. And then um, we are hopefully going to continue weekly from there. We might, depending on on how well it goes, we might take one week off in between books as we ch- change one book to another. Um, but right now, yeah, the plan is to go to a weekly schedule. We're going to read uh, shorter sections of books. Uh, when we were doing Malcolm X, we were reading about 150 pages per episode. Now we're going to read about 100 pages per episode. That gives us a little bit less to get through and hopefully a little bit less to talk about each episode. I'd yeah, like to I think that's good because I think the episode length yeah, was a little long. Yeah, for, once it got over an hour, we had like an hour 10, an hour 15. Um, well, like we had to split that one, that one uh, recording take into two, right? Well, that was because that recording was almost two hours, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, shorter, uh, shorter sections of the book, uh, weekly release schedule, uh, which, um, yeah, we talked to a few of our listeners to see if they uh, would think that was a, a good move. Everyone pretty much said yes. So um, we're going to give it a try. I'm excited. You know who I'm missing right now? Who I want on here? Who? Dave. Dave, if you're listening, call in. Yeah, Dave is supposed to be calling in today. Um, he helped us test out the, the live broadcast uh, earlier this week. Um, and uh, hopefully he'll show up. Hopefully he'll arrive. Should we, um, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get into the book? Uh, about the podcast or just in general? Yeah, whatever. I started a new job. I got yes. three days in so far. That's really yep. exciting. Totally different than anything else I've done before. Yeah. So, um, yeah, excited and happy about that. A well, job where I get to exciting. use my brain a little more than my body. So. Yep. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. you can remind yourself that you have one in there. I hope I do. Mm. I mean, I, I hit it a long time ago, and, and I'm hoping it'll come back out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just wipe some of the dust off and attach some jumper <laughs> yeah. cables and see if you can fire it up. Yeah, exactly. No, other than that... Uh, yeah, let's get to her. All right. So, um, what do you want to say? What do you, what do you got to say about the book? Uh, I'm really, really glad that I that I read this book. Um, I'm one of those people who tends to digest stories and information in documentary and movie format, um, and. Uh, actually sitting down and, and reading a full book about this man's life was kind of life-changing for me. Mm -hmm. um, it was really, <clears throat> it was a challenge for me. Um, I'm a little embarrassed to say that it's a challenge to get through a book, but uh, you know, there was times where I was like, ah, I don't know if I can, if I can do this podcast. I don't know if, you know, I've, I've I don't know if I've got the right, uh, frame of mind or view to discuss this. Um, but you kept pushing me. You kept like, Hey man, like it's okay. If we have to, like we had one late episode or a couple late episodes. I, I know you were really, really good about uh, catering to my uh, <clears throat> ridiculousness <laughs> <laughs> at times. But uh, you know, after reading the book and then watching the movie, and realizing how much I would have lost of the story if I had just watched the movie, not taking anything away from the film. It was a, it was a great film. Mm -hmm. um, I did, I did really enjoy it, but the book just gave me so much more insight and the, the speed at which the information that I was taking in, I was digesting it slower, thinking about it more, um, kind of reinvigorated my love for reading. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so I mean, the book fantastic. But aside from that, uh, the just doing this podcast with you and and getting through that first book was a great experience for me. And I'm so glad that you took me along for this ride. So, thank you. Oh man, I'm so glad you came along. Um, 
I, I think I was saying to you earlier that you know, especially the last couple of weeks, um, my mood has has improved as a result. I think of of having really increased the the amount of sort of creative energy and creative output that I have thanks to uh, sort of multiple podcasts now. Um, and uh, as well, you know, I've not read as much as an adult as I did when I was in like high school or um, earlier because there weren't as many distractions then, you know, like video games weren't, they kind of sucked. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, so, so I've been trying, especially in the last few years to like force myself to read more and force myself to read more um, because I'm so far off from how much I used to read. And so, having this opportunity to sort of like, especially dig into a specific type of book. And again, I don't think I would have read this one. Otherwise there might've been on the back of my mind as something that would be interesting and I should check it out one day, but the odds of my ever actually getting around to checking it out probably would have been pretty slim. Um, but I am very glad that I did get a chance to read it. Um, and especially against the backdrop of the the Black Lives Matter protests uh, in the US and um, and that sort of thing. Because it just, I think it really drives home how, well, as we said multiple times throughout the previous podcasts, how little things have really changed, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy to say, well, there's no, um, you know, you don't get the, the white sheeted, dudes burning crosses on your lawn anymore. And I guess for the most part, that's probably true, but that removing that is not like, if that's all that's changed, that's not a huge victory. Like there is still so much, so much racism. Um, well, and, and it's systemic like, racism and yeah. And I, I think what, what might've happened over the years um, is that it just kind of went underground a little bit. It still existed. Uh, people just didn't talk about it as openly. You know, they talked about it more in private, which is almost worse. Because yeah, you don't get and, that discussion. You don't get that discourse, right? Yeah. Um, it's just like they're talking with people who are like-minded and reinforcing those beliefs amongst each other, um, which is, uh, yeah, I think worse in a way. Um Dave was saying in the chat that uh, linens have become increasingly expensive. And so maybe that's why we're not seeing as many Klansmen around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what, uh, what the, what the hell did I watch? Um, oh, I watched Fahrenheit 11, nine. Did you, did you guys watch that? I have not seen that yet. No. Okay. Uh, do it's actually really good. Um, and, uh, at the end of that documentary, um, the the guy that's actually in uh no oh no 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 was it that one was it mm. eleven nine no no i watched the black Klansman. okay i haven't seen that one yet either but that one i really want to see yeah that's a great movie spike lee as well so yeah um yeah i think it was at the end of that one it showed uh like kind of these the Ku Klux Klan, the KKK kind of getting out in the public again, more like doing, um, uh, what would you call it when people get together outside in a forum? There's a word for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Gatherings <laughs> or. Yeah. Um, 
and that's scary to think that they're they're getting they're getting bold again, right? So yep. Well, I think I mean it's the question of um, you know whether or not this book should be banned or should be challenged. Um, I did check actually just a second ago. Um, it, it's it's not on the list of most challenged books of the last decade, and it, I don't think this one has been challenged for a while. I feel like this the controversy around this one would have been more attached to when it was first released and when, you know, Malcolm's call for, um, you know, black society sort of stand up and, and even push back violently would have been a bit more shocking um, and, and frightening because, you know, the, the, the white society wouldn't have been used to it at that point, you know, um, but to me, like, I, I actually think that rather than, like, challenge or ban this book, this book needs to be part of the um, the high school curriculum in the U.S. I think this, this book needs to be taught. I think, I think, I think so. students need to have access to this perspective and to this history um, as a as a way of better understanding what's going on in the world around them right now. I, I think that like maybe there's a couple of things that you wouldn't I could understand you wouldn't want your teenage child to to hear about, like, you know, the smoking of nutmeg um to get high. Uh he gets quite into detail in illegal activities and things like that. Um I wouldn't say he glorifies them, um, but definitely it's hard to say like if that sort of stuff would seed you know like plant a seed sort of thing so i could see why people would be uh more than more than the racial aspect of it but like that part of it i can understand um i don't know if there would be possible to censor like portions of the book in the curriculum Teenagers are playing Grand Theft Auto. Like listening to Malcolm <laughs> talk about, you know, his criminal life is not going to turn anyone to a life of crime. <laughs> and I'm sure that, you know, regular teenagers have access to like enough pot that they don't need to worry about smoking nutmeg. Like, come on. <laughs> um, Dave hey, you know mentioned, what, Dave? I, I don't, I don't. Yeah. I was going to comment on that as well. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say this book is pro-Muslim. I would say that it was a. It was. It's a biography of a man of Muslim faith. I think there's a lot about it that speaks negatively of the of at least the the black Muslim, the nation of Islam, um, especially near the end. And yeah, I don't know if I'd say that, that this is really like pro-Muslim propaganda. Yeah, and I kind of agree. Like, it's not really. It's a book about a person who happens to be a Muslim. It's not really mm-hmm. a book about Muslims. And, and in, in teaching it, I don't think you you're, would be teaching. Like, I'm sure that there are books in high school curriculums where characters are Christian, um, where the book mm-hmm. is not necessarily a pro-Christian book. It's just the fact that that person is a Christian. Um, there's a difference between teaching a religion and teaching a subject that is connected to a religion, if that makes sense, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. I think um, even as much as there are books that feature Christian characters and, and nobody seems to mind, I do think an attempt to put a book with a, um, 
you know, a radical, about a radical black historical character who is also a Muslim, there's going to be, a, it's, this book is going to be challenged a lot more often if somebody was trying to put it in the <laughs> Yeah, sorry, am I laughing? Like, it's, I've got a headset on this time. I'm not speaking into my microphone, so I can't, like, back up when I'm laughing. Am I, like, blasting a lot of air at the microphone when I laugh? Or you you did that, that last that. time. It did sound like you were, okay. like, fighting my teeth or something, but it's not too bad. Okay. Okay. Um, where were we uh, about teaching the book in schools? I think, yeah, um, it's it's just – I wish more people w had read this. I wish more people were reading it. I wish – and I'm sure that there are, are just as valuable um, perspectives from other writers. Like when we, when we decided on this book, there were, I think, three or four different banned books by Black authors that we had considered – um, before settling on this one. And so, you know, there's a lot, and maybe, maybe, you know, next year when it comes to like Black History Month, we can uh, grab another um, band book from a Black author and, and open our eyes to um, other further perspectives all the while trying to remember, you know, we were concerned going into this book um, that we're a couple of privileged cis white guys. <laughs> who <laughs> yeah. um, are going to yeah. be filtering the story of, of this, this, you know, prominent black historical figure and whether or not that was a wise idea. So, um, and now, now we're about to be two um, um, cis white guys talking about women's reproductive rights. So. <laughs> <laughs> we sort of like walking the razor's edge of controversy, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, you can't avoid this kind of information. That's no, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're going down say, the path of like reading a, a banned book or a challenge book, like th th there's always going to be some kind of controversy. So yeah. Well, even the controversy aside, um, you know, just because we're privileged straight white men, uh, yeah. you know, we we really need to hear this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we really. Well, that's need a fair to, point too. We we are the the you probably know, the people who need to hear it the most because we do come from that position of privilege, and so we don't we don't see the same struggle um, that you know Black American youth see, or you know that that women fighting for their reproductive rights see. You know, we're the, we're the guys who are just mm -hmm. like derp 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 derp. I can I can shoot my but I could I could semen wherever I want and it doesn't sorry. affect anybody. <laughs> Right though, I think. But I, I think I think the danger would lie in in us coming in, reading these books and assuming a position of expertise. I think that totally. would be that yeah. would be disrespectful. That would be dangerous. Yeah. Um, you know, I I I I appreciate the the viewpoint that I was able to see reading this book, I don't assume that I know everything about what happened. I don't assume I know anything about the the actual situation of being a black man in America or a black person mm. in America or Afro-American. Sorry, that's kind of the term I think now. Um, well, it's, it's, it's know, generally African-American or black, as we discussed on our very first episode. Not Negro. not not yeah not Negro yeah and definitely not the other one definitely not the other one yeah have you uh, do, do you know uh, John Mulaney the comedian I've heard of him I don't know if I would like I don't really get oh him god he's really okay 
he's super funny. But uh, <laughs> there was this one joke that he did where he wanted to talk about midgets on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And I guess the producer was like, you can't say the word midget on TV. And he's like, I sure would like to. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I guess the producer's like, saying the word midget is as bad as saying the N-word. <laughs> and he's like, first of all, no. If you're comparing the badness of two words and you won't even say one of the words, yeah, yeah. that's the worst yeah. word. Yeah. yeah. No, that was, I've seen uh, that. Sorry. I don't know if that, if that was the record, <laughs> but I have seen that explanation before that, yeah. And there aren't, there aren't too many words that, like, you, you say the N word. I mean, I guess when you're talking to children, you'll sometimes say, like, the F word is something you don't say. But, right. you know, for the most part. There's you know, only one N word. There's only, there's only one N word. Don't say it. Nutella. <laughs> B word. Oh, B word. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Dave says uh, he says B word around women, which I would I would be okay with saying bitch, which I assume the B word is, but C word. It could be. It could be like uh, around women. Unless you're from Australia, or you're in a, a character in the boys. Well, yeah. I mean, in, in, um, <laughs> well, I guess he was. He was. I think in was, England, know, he, the the C word is is a lot more acceptable along with the um, um, twat is another common one, which I always love. Cause when I, when I read, we're going to go in a digression about our favorite swear words for some reason. Um, <laughs> when, whenever I first read um, twat, uh, I would always in my head see it as like twat, which it's, it sounds very sort of gentle, but then when you hear British people say it, it's like twat, which I, I love so much more. Um, yeah, shout out to the boys. Um, very, very, very good show. And uh, eager for season three. Have you been watching the boys, Oren? I sure have. You have. That's right. I turned you on to it. You did. Um, and my girlfriend. She she likes it too. Cool. Um, uh, speak, speaking of which, there's because uh, the second we're on the second season, right? There's two seasons? Yeah. Or we're like partway through the second or is the second ended? I can't uh, remember. The, last, the, the second is over if you're caught up. Yeah. Okay, I'm not sure if I'm caught right up to the end of the second, but it's yeah. getting very much white supremacist, which is fucking creepy as shit. Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. That 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 was that was fucking with me. But anyway, yeah, we're, but that's we're going again, off on a tangent know, here. A little bit, yeah, but um, that is something I think that echoes what's going on in the U.S. right now with the rise of the you know the um, uh, the far far right wing, the um, the alt right, um, that sort of white power movement. But yeah, we're off. We're off on a tangent, and not really talking about Malcolm X anymore. Um, so steering it back um, to the book, I mean, it felt like we we ended up kind of screwing things up on our our last episode because we did talk a lot about our overall thought about it. Then, leaving us maybe not a lot to talk about here. Um, besides, as I said, like my my feeling that this this needs to be read by more people uh i think more people need to open their eyes to these other experiences and um i know for myself for example um i used to really have a problem and this isn't related to malcolm x directly but it's it's i can see how some people might struggle with comprehending their you know sort of an, an inherent unconscious racism 
um, because they don't think of themselves as someone who is racist, but they are engaging maybe in behavior that helps propagate racism. And I think the more that we can sort of look at ourselves honestly in the mirror and go, how can I, how can I change myself and how can I be better? Um, does that make sense? I'm kind of fumbling around there to make my point. No, but. no, that's no, that makes sense. And I want to, I, I just want to <clears throat> take race off the table here for a second and just say that that was very much, I think, Malcolm's perspective on life mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, working hard, focused in a direction. And then every once in a while, he'd have these, not every once in a while, but fairly consistency, consistently, he would have these moments of introspection. Is that the right word? Yeah, I think so. Is that an actual word? Okay. <laughs> it, is, it is an actual word. Yeah. <laughs> he confirm. would have these moments of, of self-reflection. And and he would he, he there was a quote and I, I don't have it written down so I could be uh, uh, I'm just gonna paraphrase it my life has been one of changes um, and I I think that he was more than more than the the racial aspect of this book it was a it was a book about a man who found himself in difficult circumstances and always tried to better himself and the people around him. Mm-hmm. And that just the humanity of this book was was beautiful. I think um, to uh, like to start from him as a child to go through you know the moments of him in Harlem, um, you know, doing criminal activities, you know, living that kind of I guess what you would call now maybe thug life, mm-hmm. um, going to prison, you know, finding himself. With, within the nation of Islam and then his falling out or becoming a prominent figure in the nation of Islam, his falling out with uh, Muhammad, the prophet Muhammad. No, was it not the prophet Muhammad? Sorry. Uh, no, um, Muhammad. Um, <laughs> uh, Muhammad. <laughs> what was his name? Oh God. We should know this. The honorable yeah. Elijah Muhammad, the honorable Elijah Muhammad. There you got okay. it. Boy. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay. Um, and his falling out with within the nation of Islam, his this his discovery of, I think the more traditional Islam, um, and like just the amount of growth of this man, mm-hmm. and it's, and then his untimely death. Mm-hmm. It. Uh, I mean, what could he have been? It's yeah, really sad to think about that he he wasn't. I don't think he ever became the person that he wanted to be. I think that he had a lot of growth left in him, mm-hmm. even though he was a great, like, fantastic, great man. Um, by the end, I think. But I had a point to that, yeah. and I can't remember. I just I just nope. went on a tangent about, like, I I I found it I found it on so many levels to be. A good read. Yep. Um, and I cut you off there because we've got uh, Dave Colmine calling in here. So let's take the call. Hello, Dave. Hello. I think you are live. 
What's up, guys? Long time listener, first time caller. Really happy to be here. Hey, thanks I for calling. I don't know if you were listening early enough, but we were we were chatting you up. We were talking about you uh, being on uh, our Halloween podcast and also about uh, Mysteries and Madness. Oh, thank you so much for talking to me or, or talking that up. I did not. I was uh, coaching my mom through a Skype or through a Zoom call on how to subscribe <laughs> to a podcast and use a podcast app. It was super enjoyable. Oh, fun. Uh, no, stumbling blocks, no stumbling blocks whatsoever. Went great. Um, I, I did have a question for you, boys. Like, So sure. can you hypothesize a little on where Malcolm's life would have gone, how it may have altered the fabric of time if he hadn't been killed? What do you think would have – where would his life have gone? Um. I mean, obviously, that is an absolutely unknowable question. But um, in my mind, one of the things that he was pushing for, uh, it seems, towards the end of his life was for black Americans to take a case to the United Nations about, um, you know, a lack of human rights, a historical lack of human rights for, for the black people of America. And I suspect, my guess is that he would have continued um, pushing in that direction and encouraging in that direction and maybe would have seen something like that happen. That's my thought. Mm. Warren, I, I do you appreciate have any... that. That's cool, man. I've, I've, appreci- I've appreciated what you guys said uh, on your podcast as well. I've enjoyed this whole thing. Cool. Thank you. Do, do you have any thoughts on where Malcolm might have gone in, in future oh. years, Warren? Oh, I... I think Oren's having some connection I'm difficulties. I'm on LTE now. Yeah, my my internet just crapped out. I'm on uh, I'm on data now. Hopefully, I got enough. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's a really interesting question. And like Todd said, I just I don't think um, we know. But I, I definitely like if I let my brain wander for a minute, I'll I'll come back to you on that one. If you guys want to, I'll I'll have a minute to think about that if you don't mind. Sure. Um, while you're thinking about that, why don't you, Dave, um, tease a little bit about um, the Battle Royale podcast um, coming up in a few weeks. Tell us what your experience was like joining us and uh, what people can expect on that episode. Yeah, the episode is airing, what is it? Is it Halloween night? Halloween day? Yeah, it'll be out on um, the, the day of October 31st. The day of October 31st, the Battle Royale podcast comes out. I, I was just so privileged to get to be a part of your whole experience uh, and get to see a really great movie. I quite enjoyed Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's this uh, subtitled film that uh, basically sets up and creates the Battle Royale video game genre. And uh, yeah, the but it was a, a bit banned because uh, I think it's student on student violence. It kind of reminds yeah. me of uh, Hunger Games mm-hmm. uh, and just the the whole podcast experience with the two of you guys. Uh, we had a lot of laughs. Um, I, I had a lot of fun getting to be a part of the whole thing. It was such a privilege, and like I uh, yeah, to both chat to you guys and to catch a cool film and get to chat about it. I'm looking forward to listening to it. Sweet, yeah, it was fun doing it with you. Glad you could come on. Definitely, boys. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for letting me be a part of your call. All right. Cheers. Take care. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
So do you have any do you have any thoughts on on where Malcolm and, and I totally understand if that's not something you know you want to talk about because it is it is unknowable. There's no way to know. And uh, you know, as we were talking before about you know privilege, you know, again, two two normal like privileged white guys talking about where this you know um, black activist might have gone in his life seems like ridiculous thing to do but uh <laughs> um uh I, you know what when i was letting my brain wander there the only place i could go because i got so attached to this character mm -hmm. this man through this book was his personal life i just i felt like he was he was better understanding his place in his family his love for his wife. Um, I feel like that's where his growth was kind of headed. Um, I think that he always had an interesting and very thoughtful perspective on things. Mm. And I think that, uh, I think that he would have just continued to influence people and make people think. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't think that this is just like from my perspective, I don't think that a race war ever would have came mm, from no. him. I think that he was, he was, he was, uh, you know, definitely stepping away from that kind of, not that, not that that was his plan, right? yeah. but he was always, you know, I think that in a lot of ways he, he was expected it. You know, yeah. I just, you know, he was getting older. He was in love. He had a family. I think he. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, in regards to the race war, actually, there was one section of the book, um. And, uh, and Dave said, apologies for the odd question. Um, it was not at all an odd question, um, uh, especially because I think, you know, especially on the last episode that we recorded, we did talk a little bit about, you know, what what could have happened and what, you know, trying to imagine what life would be like without him because he was such a, a dynamic force uh, in history. And um, it, it, I do think we've, you know, um, society definitely suffered a loss when he died and, um, you know, would have gone an entirely different, well, to a certain extent, um, a different direction uh, if he'd survived. Um, but in regards to like the race war uh, discussion and, uh, you know, calling for violence, there was a section um, of the book I wanted to read, which was kind of related to, you know, why, why, you know, it had been banned, why I think it might've been banned. And it is that those calls to violence, and it is from the, the last chapter of the book. Um, so it is still sort of one of his final words where he is still advocating to a, for a certain extent of violence. Uh, and it is this here, I'm gonna read. They called me the angriest Negro in America. I wouldn't deny that charge. I spoke exactly as I felt. I believe in anger. The Bible says there is a time for anger. They called me a teacher, a fomenter of violence. I would say point blank, that is a lie. I'm not for wanton violence. I'm for justice. I feel that if white people were attacked by Negroes, if the forces of law prove unable or inadequate or reluctant to protect those whites from those Negroes, then those white people should protect and defend themselves from those Negroes using arms if necessary. 
And I feel that when the law fails to protect Negroes from whites' attack, then those Negroes should use arms if necessary to defend themselves. And that sounds reasonable mm -hmm. because he's, you know, he's balancing it. But I think given the systemic racism in America then and now, there's something underlying those words where the knowledge is that when Negroes are attacking the whites, those whites are going to be protected by the forces of law. And when the whites are attacking the Negroes, that is less guaranteed. And it makes it seem more likely that that violence will happen. And I even think about that statement in, in regards to the Black Lives Matter protests of today of how you know, those are coming from the fact that not only are, are Blacks not being protected by the police, they're not being protected from the police who are, you know, mm. killing them at rates much higher than, you know, other races. So, so this notion that and that's, black and that's people extra... should be... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. No, no, it's fine. I was going to say, uh, you know, when you look at the percentage difference between uh, blacks killed by police and others killed by police. And then you also look at, look at the, the um, population. population disparity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's like the, the, the difference like four is times. astronomical. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's all I wanted to say. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that, that call for violence, even if maybe fair in the way it's argued does come with a, a certain um, fear for white society that if if people actually listen to that message that we would be seeing a lot more violence from black people i think but only be only and he's in the way that he's describing it, people are, are going to follow his his words only if they are in danger so if they yeah. are being attacked yeah. if they if their lives are threatened yeah. so i mean the the average white person if you if you're not going to physically harm or physically endanger someone of a different race, then mm. what are you concerned about? Yeah. Right. I mean, I think that everybody has a right to protect themselves. Yeah, totally. Um, but as, um, and, and, you know, knowing, knowing that Malcolm's father was, uh, was killed by, I think, Klansmen. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I think like he officially killed himself by lying in front of the train tracks, but yeah. Which yeah, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, Dave. Violence does beget violence. That's the problem. Unfortunately, peace doesn't always beget peace. Um. I guess I've I've said all I have to say. Um, do you have any final thoughts on the autobiography of Malcolm X before we close the close the book on this book? Uh, read it if you haven't. Um, it's 
it's uh, it's great on it's it was a great read on on a lot of levels on the racial aspect the political aspect the religious aspect and just the personal aspect um being invited into this man's story um mm-hmm. very yeah. candidly as well and and i think that alex haley did a great job of um you know because because i i know from the epilogue now that i know to read epilogues <laughs> I know from the epilogue that sometime at, at you know it's at some points extracting information from Malcolm wasn't the easiest task. Yeah. And uh it was I mean what could he have been if he didn't have to fight for the rights of his race? Mm-hmm. A very intelligent man, a man capable of growth, a man capable of abstract thought and mm-hmm. charismatic. Although I think, too, you know, what's interesting is he, he's, he's someone I think that was defined a lot by by his, his struggles. And um, I don't know, like, if he hadn't had to have struggled through all of that, as unfortunate as it was, I don't know if he would have turned out, you know, as powerful a figure. He might not have been as powerful a figure, but he I think he would have been just a good person. Yeah, probably. If if if, if he was he probably would have made a good a lawyer, lawyer if his teacher yeah, exactly. I, was gonna say, yeah. I, was gonna I mean he might not have gone down in the history books, but I think that probably would have been a better outcome if he would have had a chance to just be the person yeah. he wanted to be. Exactly. He didn't, if he didn't if he didn't need to take on that position of of political leader of of social leader Mm -hmm. um i don't i I don't think that he particularly enjoyed the need for that i I think that what he wanted was for people to for his people to have the ability to be themselves Mm -hmm. and not be defined by racial disparity yeah that's fair I mean, anyone who has and to I fight think, for any sort of rights obviously wishes that that fight wasn't necessary and that the rights were already there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, final thoughts. Uh, read it if you hadn't. Um, I know that we we covered as much as we we could, but there's so much. Oh yeah, that but it's that's yeah. We didn't even touch on, and. Uh, yeah, do yourselves a favor. Read it. Yeah. Read a fucking book. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thanks for taking the time to come and listen to our very first live broadcast. I can't believe we uh, we made it here. Um, we did it mostly without any hiccups and hang-ups. Um, if you are looking to get in touch with us, you can email us at bandthingshappen at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. Facebook is where we get most of our um, information out to our listeners. It's facebook.com forward slash band things happen. Band things happen. Um, we also have a Discord. We also have a Discord. Um, the link is kind of crazy, uh, crazy random characters. <laughs> the easiest way to find the link to the Discord is on the Facebook page. It is our pinned oh. Facebook post. Um, You just said, oh.
Oren? Oh, I think I think it was my internet crapping out again. Okay. Uh, and then lastly, um, we have we now have our Patreon set up. So if you want to support this show, or um, there's another show that I'm doing with a friend uh, uh, called Half Cut Conspiracy, Half -cut. <laughs> which involves sitting down, drinking beer, and and talking about conspiracy theories, um, you can support this show or that one um, at Patreon.com/slash. Blah, 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 media. That's B-L-A-H, 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 media. <laughs> we, have, uh, we have support tiers all, all the way from two bucks to $500 if you want to be our sugar daddy. You don't uh, have a $500. We don't have a $500 one. You, dude, I sent you the link to, to proofread yesterday. I guess you didn't look no, at no, it. No, 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 no. The link you sent me yesterday, $20 was the max. No, then you... Mm, well, anyway, the five hundred dollars here is, is mostly there as a joke, but it's also there if somebody happens to have a bunch of money kicking around, they don't know what to do with. You know, I'm not going to say no if someone wants to you know, throw us five hundred bucks a month. Uh, but go check out those tiers. Um, at this point, and um, it, I think we've got you know enough. Admittedly, we don't have a lot of listeners. Like we get about fifteen listeners on average uh, for each episode. So, but if every one of those listeners, or even even two thirds of those listeners um, joined us at the two dollar tier. Um, that would cover our server costs for this podcast. So um, that'd be brilliant if if uh, if people wanted to you know jump in and uh, send us some love, buy us coffee, buy us a beer. Um, we appreciate your support. Like I said, we appreciate you coming out and uh, hanging out with us today. Uh, any final thoughts from you before we sign off here, Oren? Uh, I mean, I, I gave my final thoughts on the book. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to throw that back at you. Uh, well, I'm not talking final thoughts on the book, just final thoughts on, on life, the podcast and everything. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I know we got a Patreon, but honestly, we're just happy to have listeners. So, oh yeah, um, totally. We're not trying to yeah. guilt you into sending us money <laughs> unless you want to. It's all good. Uh, it's, it's been, it's been a great journey so far. I'm looking forward to the next, the next stage of it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if you don't have it already, get yourselves a copy of the handmaid's tale. Um, yeah, think, it's actually worth uh, is, is there a way that we can share the chapter, um, breakdown per episode so that if people want to read along with us and then listen to the chapters that they've read. Can we do yes. that? Um, I was thinking I would do that on Facebook. Facebook would probably be the easiest way to talk about which um, chapters we're reading for each episode. And we can say it here too, like if people are listening and they want to read along, uh, we are kept, uh, covering chapters one through 17 uh, on the first episode. So if you want to read along, um, those are the chapters to check out. Um, They're very short chapters. They are very short chapters. Yeah. So um, one through 17 sounds like a lot, but I think like, Chapters are average, like what, ten pages? Not even. They're less than that, at least on on my yeah. e-reader. They're they're sort of between five and eight pages for the most part. Whereas um, mm -hmm. uh, the Malcolm X was between twenty and thirty pages per chapter. So on on that one, we were covering like four or five chapters per episode, and here we're covering, you know, seventeen. So they're basically. I, I think I think I think we're covering like half as many pages too this time. Uh. Two thirds. I think we were covering about 150 pages before, and now we're looking at around 100 pages per uh, per episode. So, okay, okay, yeah. 
Well, um, yeah, I think we're done. Until next well, time. Um, oh. Well, we do have uh, a third person live here. We've got uh, Dermo. I'm not sure if they wanted to call in. I'd like to give them an option. Sure. Uh, Dermo or Dermot, um, if you wanted to call in and chat before we sign off, um, I don't know if you are a regular listener or if you've just stumbled upon this podcast <laughs> in, your, in your daily truck, but uh, if you wanted to call in or say something in the chat, um, you're welcome to. Want to play the Jeopardy theme? That's probably, maybe that's a little, you know, being singled out like that as somebody who just came in to listen. You're like, you, yes. you call no. in now. <laughs> I just wanted to give them the option. Like, I don't know if they're sitting there thinking like, oh man, I really want to call in, but I don't want to just interrupt them there at the end of their podcast. Well, and that's something I was thinking about um, earlier on before, before Dave called, when I was wondering if Dave was going to call in, I thought when we're about, you know, at about 45 minutes runtime, I was thinking of saying, you know, we're open to calls now. If somebody wanted to call and chat, um, you know, maybe we'll, I think, we'll... I think we're just, we're just always open to calls. I think. I think on the live one, yeah. But I think if we do find ourselves at 45 minutes in and no one's called, it's probably a good idea to like verbally say that, you know, hey, we're open to calls now if you want to call in, blah, 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 blah. And do that kind of encouragement without like pointing at someone specifically and say, you, <laughs> sorry, call yeah. in no, now. No, no. I'm not trying to put pressure on anybody. I just thought I'd give <laughs> before we signed off, I didn't want to I didn't want to quit the podcast without giving them the option. Yeah, then we get a cranky review that is like, well, I wanted to call in, but then they just stopped broadcasting. <laughs> or I didn't want to call in and they just kept bugging me about it. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. I just want to listen. Too much pressure. Too stop, much pressure. Stop calling me out by name. <laughs> Dave. I love you, bud. Thanks for thanks for calling in and uh, yeah. Oh, now we got Dave oh, calling in. I'm good. Are we calling in again? Dave's calling in now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dave, you're live once again. Uh, yes, a longtime listener, first time perspirer. Happy to be here. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for doing what you do. Uh, really enjoying the whole thing. I think I'm the third live person. Just I think it's me. Uh, I but I, I love it. I love you guys. I've enjoyed cool. the whole thing. Glad you could be here, man. <laughs> okay, peace out, boys. Cheers. Peace. All right. Um, then I think that, uh, I've that's got it the, for I've today. got the outro music queued whenever you're ready, bud. All right. Um, I'm Todd Sullivan. And I am Oren Barger. And as always, go read a fucking book.